Chapter 22 Paula was just heading into the village hall. My first stop, she thought. The villagers are already inside, queuing before the table Paula is being shown to. Smiling, Paula sits down and welcomes the first in the queue. Good morning, I'm Paula. I'm delighted to meet you. The next time Paula gets to look at her watch, it is after 9.30pm. She has been shown to a room. Paula smiles. They are giving me their very best. There is a meal waiting for you down in the kitchen. Come down when you're ready. I'll just drop my bags and follow you now. They are both heading back down the stairs. Her driver, Jack, a very French-looking man in his 60s, is already there. They sit and eat a very simple meal together. Wine, cheese, bread and coffee. I will see you in the morning, Jack. It was so worth it today. If we do this well in every village, I will lose my fear that there will not be enough people to tell the story. I have a lot of work to do still, said Paula. See you in the morning, Jack. Paula stretches and yawns, looking at the clock beside her bed. It has taken her over two hours to forward the day's information. Soon she is sound asleep. Two months later, Paula and Jack are heading to Paris. Do you know, Jack, are we finishing up here? As far as I know, I have to head home after dropping you off. To what's left of it anyway. He sighed. I'm so sorry. Will you have support? Sorry, I know I shouldn't ask personal questions. I have grown sons, thank God. Many have lost theirs. As they arrived into Paris, Paula sighs. It is good to be back in Paris, for however long it will be. They were pulling up to a house Paula didn't know. The door opens and a British officer comes down the steps to greet them. Come in, come in, I have a brew on, he said, smiling. Oh, I will never say no to a good cup of tea, said Paula longingly. Or would you prefer coffee, Jack? The table was set for afternoon tea, fine bone china and all. Jack replied, replied when will I get a chance to experience this again? He smiled. You can rely on the British for tea at three. It was so nice just walking around Paris again. In my heart I'm K again, thought Paula. <gasps> Postcards, I'm going to buy some for the gang back home. They love to receive them. This day, next week, I will be back in London, she smiled. Oh, I better watch the time or I'll be late to the cafe. It was really lovely how the girls had been so excited to see me when I called in the other day. We'll have a lovely evening. The three Michelles, 
the same name but so different, have become such good friends to me. Ah, I'm nearly there now. The cafe is just around the corner. Ah, there's Ellie, waving at each other. They each reached the cafe door at just about the same time. The other two were already inside. French pastries and coffee all round. I'll drink in this memory, thought Kay. The girls were sitting chatting now. We must write to each other, said Ellie. Yes, they all agreed. How am I going to get out of this one, thought Paula. The girls looked out, took out their little black notebooks and began to write. As each address was called out. Paula, start calling yours, said Shelley. Um, I won't be home for a while. Uh, when I get settled, I'll write to you all, smiled Paula. There was a short pause. Then they all dived into the pastries. This is so weird. Kay is slipping in more often now. She wants to make her own memories. I must keep my eye on the job. I probably shouldn't have called into the fashion house. I couldn't help myself. I will have to keep Kay at bay till I get to England, thought Paula. I'm getting used to this flying lark. I fly home to Dublin and surprise ma'am. She'd love the idea of that. Wait till she sees my dress uniform, Paula thought. Getting off the plane in London, the light drizzling rain and the cool air is so refreshing. I hope there's a driver to pick me up. <laughs> there is. Susan and Kay are heading into the cafe beside the train station. I don't believe it. Are they scones? said Kay out loud. They are giggling as they remember the first time they had been in this cafe. It seemed so long ago. Are they fruit scones? asked Kay, knowing full well they were. You're Irish, smiled the girl behind the counter. I'm Lizzie from Sligo. I have been the baker here for the past six months. Have you got a baker's dozen to take away? Coming out of the oven in about ten minutes, Lizzie smiled. Won't take long for me to whip up another batch. We will have tea for two and two of these. As they were heading to the table, Lizzie said, I'll have them wrapped up once they're cool enough. Take your time, girls. It's so good to get a real taste of home, sighed Kay. Susan and Kay had been talking non-stop since Kay had arrived last night. Now they are content to sit and smile as they eat and drink. Kay has been given a month's leave, so they are heading down to Wellingborough as Susan has a couple of days' leave also. As they walk up the lane to Susan's family home, 
they can see Susan's mam in her big straw hat doing some gardening. This scene will make a nice memory, thought Paula, thought Kay. Kay had learned how to how important it was to make nice memories. They keep you warm when you're in a bad place. Mum, mum, shouted Susan, waving. Her mum is now standing, shielding her eyes from the midday sun, smiling and waving also. Minutes and they are sitting around the kitchen table, drinking tea and eating scones. The chatter will go on till late into the night. The next day, they all sat, sit, they're all sitting in the garden. They saw a lady pushing a pram. Susan Mam smiles, but says nothing. As they got closer, both Susan and Kay jumped off the garden bench. They were at the pram in moments. They smiled, both looking into the pram, ignoring Carmen completely. Why didn't you tell us? They said in unison, she's just three weeks. Meet Jane. It was my mother's name. I did write, but only last night. They started walking towards the garden. I don't know what I would have done without your ma'am, Susan. I told her not to say anything. I wanted, I wanted it to be a surprise. Isn't she a peach? They all stood adoring baby Jane as they began to do a little stretch, as she began to do a little stretch ever so gentle. Aren't you afraid you might break her? asked Susan. Carmen sighed and answered, only all the time. Your mum has come over at least once a day since a week before Jane was born. This is Jane's first outing. I was so excited when your mam called earlier with the good news that you had both arrived yesterday. When did you do that, ma'am? asked Susan. You two sleepy heads never even heard me leave. I was back before you even were awake. Carmen leaned in over the pram, loosening the blanket from around baby Jane, said, Time to meet my two best friends, Jane placing her into Kay's arms. The smell is so wonderful, smiled Kay. Give her an hour, laughed Carmen. Kay just let one tear escape her eye as she thought of the magic moment when she would meet Mary. They had a truly beautiful few days. It flew by. Susan was back on duty this evening. Kay was going to get the train to visit Rachel before heading to Ireland. For the moment, they were both content to close their eyes and soak up the sun's rays through the train window. Kay was taken back to the memory of her first journey in England. She had been afraid to close her eyes then or even relax on her way to training camp. It was the best decision I ever made to join the army. I marvel at the courage I had back then, thought Kay. Susan opens her eyes. I'm staying on at the call centre for at least another six months. 
So Wednesday, Wednesday night calls are still a go. Roger will be in London for at least the next six months. I'm glad you will get to meet him today. He's meeting us at the station. We will be able to have lunch before your train. <clears throat> I'm so happy for you, smiled Susan. Getting to get home at last. Oh, I'm happy for you, said Kay. I promise to be back for your wedding next month. You better, I want yourself and Carmel standing beside me on the altar, said Susan. A tall, fair-haired man in an American uniform, looking very smart, is waving and smiling at Susan. Wow, you forgot to tell me what a dish he is. Standing back as Susan rushes into his arms, a wave of sadness passes through Kay. I miss you, Paul. Will there ever be a time in my life's path when my life's path will be stable? I can't complain. My life is good now. Now I am heading into a new phase, phase of my life where everything changes. Kay could not believe how nothing had changed in her mother's life. If anything, it seemed harder. She had aged beyond her years. The war had been hard on her. She still rents the two best rooms in the house, which thankfully had not been hit by any bombing, as houses a few streets away had. My mother deserves more, thought Kay. Mum. Would you like to move? We could look for somewhere else to live, asked Kay. Ah, no, love, this is all I know. It's what I'm used to, answered Kay's mother, with a weary look on her face. I want to show you more of life, ma'am. We are going to go on some nice trips. Susan has invited you to her wedding, and I'm not taking no for an answer. We are going to fly. A worried look crossed Mrs. Broderick's face. Can't we go on the boat? Yes, we can. But our next trip will be to France. That will be on a plane. Patty will be coming with us on that one. You will have a wonderful time. We all will. First, I will have to get you to England. Rachel and, France and Frank are coming down to Wellingborough for the wedding. A big smile crosses her mum's face. You know going to the wedding is a makings of another. My grandmother always said that, said her mother. Yes, I'm sure Frank will want to have a word with you, answered Kay. Looking across the kitchen table, Mrs. Broderick is taking her daughter's hand. Sorry, love, that was very thoughtless of me. A tear fills Kay's eye. She brushes it away with her hand. It's just that I miss him so. 
Her mom is out of her chair and now has Kay in her arms as Kay sobs quietly. That's a good girl. Just let it all out. I've been waiting for you to do this. She hugged her daughter. The day arrived, arrived for the big trip. Kay and her mother are heading up the gangplank. Gosh, I'm actually going somewhere. I'm more excited than scared, laughed Mrs. Broderick. You might have gotten your travel bug from me after all. They laughed. Kay brought her straight down to the main restaurant. The sea shone like a mirror, the sky visible in it. It would be a nice smooth crossing, smiled Paula. Ma'am, our holiday starts now. You can have anything on the menu. I have everything covered and a little bit more, laughed Kay. There is a shop. We will head down later and see what there is to buy. We will be in Wales before you know it. Wales, exclaimed her ma'am. Oh, I never thought to mention the boat brings us into Hollyhead. Is Hollyhead in Wales? I always thought it was in England, said her ma'am. So you will be seeing two countries. Getting off the boat with more bags than they had gotten on with, the ladies were happy and very content. I can't believe they had a pub on the boat, said Mrs. Broderick, smiling. I am a good reader, but I can't read that. Do they speak their own language here? Yes, ma'am. It's much harder to speak and read than Irish. I'm glad I didn't have to pass as a Welsh woman. You would have been just fine with a brain like yours, smiled. She smiled at her daughter with great pride showing on her face. Kay smiled back. Kay has not been able to share her army life with anyone yet. But they know she has been in France and can speak French. I really shouldn't have sent postcards. Kay had just gotten too excited with Paris, pushing Paula aside a couple of times. It hadn't done any harm, thank God, thought Kay. Now on the train, they were both nodding off as sleep took over the countryside speeding past. The ticket checker woke Kay. She showed their two tickets. Kay is sitting, watching her mom sleep. Hard as it was, you never let us down. Never for one minute did I ever imagine you would not be there on visiting Sunday. I always knew and felt your love, ma'am. No good me thinking this. I must find a nice moment to share it with her. The train is pulling in. Already Mrs. Broderick is standing, waving out the window. She has spotted Rachel and Frank standing on the platform. 
Look, Kay, they're over there. Frank, get on and help with the bags while I get a hug. He was on the train in a moment, saying, Your chauffeur is here. He helps Mrs. Broderick off the train first, then goes back for the bags. I see she has you under her thumb already, laughed Kay, taking some of the bags. Rachel and her mom are talking ninety to the dozen. All else lost to them. Ma'am, we have booked you into a hotel. We are staying in for three nights. We thought it would be good for you to get a nice dress today, see the sights of London tomorrow. The next day we will all spend relaxing and getting ready, ready for the wedding, gushed Rachel. Slow down, slow down, just let me look at you, said her mum, trying to release herself from Rachel's beautiful hug. We are lucky, Peter, with our beautiful girls, she thought. Not a day passes when I don't spend time with you, Peter, in my heart. Folks might find it hard to believe the closeness I still feel after all these years. There's not a decision I make in life without talking it out with you first. I know you were cross with me for refusing to move. I suppose I'll give in in the end, she thought.